This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs. Listen live or support by visiting WCWP.org. Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to Glen Cove Spotlight. I'm Eric Schumann, and sadly, my co-host Carolyn was not able to join us today. But we have a wonderful guest on today's show. I'd like to introduce Executive Director of the Glen Cove Downtown Business Improvement District, Patricia Holman. Hello, Patricia. How are you? Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me, and Happy New Year. Yes, thank you, and to you as well. How did you celebrate your New Year's? Very quietly, like everyone else. (laughs) Yeah. Very different, very different New Year's. It was very different, but um, spent some, you know, more intimate time with the, our loved ones that way. Yeah, we got some more time with the people who really matter, our family, which is always important. But I just want to thank you for doing our show today. We're very, very happy to have you. Um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself for our listeners, a little bit of background information? Um, well, um, actually, my background is actually in fashion. I went to FIT for advertising and marketing. Um, I spent a couple decades <laughs> in uh, the fashion industry and the outerwear, um, in which I uh, rose to vice president of the, the, the company that I was working at. And um, I designed a collection as well as sold it. And we did everything from even being on fashion, participating in Fashion Week. That's so, incredible. Didn't you also have a store here in Glen Cove, if I'm not mistaken? I, I did. After I left the fashion industry, I opened a little store called So Vintage, in which um, I took pieces from that were left behind and made them new so that they fit into our lives today. I specialize actually in chandeliers. Wow. Yeah. And um, having that store led me to an invitation to do flea market flip house and garden TV as a contestant. Wow. Yes. How was that? What was that like? That, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I had my my sister join me, who is extremely competitive, like crazy competitive. Um, so, you know, we were brought to like a little flea market. We were given three different um, projects to do and a couple of hundred dollars to get, uh, you know, items from the flea market. And then we were brought to a warehouse where we recreated and worked on our projects. And then we went to an upscale um, flea market in Long Island City. And we had two hours to um, sell these uh, items that we recreated. And whoever had the largest property uh, profit won. So... My sister and I sold our pieces, although they didn't put it like that way in the show, but we sold it within an hour, all three pieces, and we were waiting. And uh, I'm happy to report we had the largest margin in flea market flip history, and we won. Wow, that's incredible. Well, we had to do it for Glen Cove. Right? Yeah, way to represent. That's fantastic. And did you always have just this fondness of doing this type of stuff with fashion? Or is this something that happened later once you went to college and, and further past there? I was always, from a young child, very interested in fashion. And, um, and you know, and fashion 
repeats itself in that in everything that you do, you know, in in interior, um, and you know, obviously clothes and decorating downtown. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Speaking of downtown and Glen Cove, uh, did you grow up here on Long Island, or or did you come from somewhere else? No, I actually grew up somewhat in Malibu, California, and uh, we moved here when I was like preteen. Uh, lived in New York City, and then I lived a little bit in Connecticut, and then I came to Glen Cove to stay one year, and now thirteen years later, I am still. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned your sister helping you with the show. Do you have any other siblings? I am one of seven. Oh, so wow. A lot. I have four sisters and, and two brothers. And where is everyone located? Close um, by or far? Uh, two, two of my sisters are on Long Island. The rest are back in California. Wow. Yeah. And you probably haven't been able to see them now, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. So that must be tough. Um, it is, um, um, unfortunately, uh, we had planned last Easter to go visit them mm. and, uh, and I kept hoping that we were going to be able to, to go, but, um, it turned out to be much larger, you know, pandemic, um, and longer than we first anticipated. So we had a zoom meeting for Easter instead. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, the Zoom stuff really helps getting in touch with everybody. And I know students for school and everything else, it, it makes a big difference. That technology, if we didn't have that, boy, this would be even tougher. It would be, definitely. Well, let me ask you something, Patricia. I, I have to ask, just for our listeners that don't know, what is the bid? <laughs> <laughs> so the bid is... Um, the downtown business improvement district and it's a geographical location that reaches you know down it's down school street down glen street um to where the coal house the coal house is and then around rooster street so it's a geographical location and what the bid does what it is is that um the property owners um, pay a certain per um, percentage above their taxes as an assessment that um, funds the, this nonprofit organization. So our budget is actually $150,000 and it's funded by the property owners. That's great. And I mean, it's really amazing what you guys do. Um, you not only do all these special events and all these decorations, but you also advertise for those businesses if they need help with finding employment, uh, you know, getting some employees for themselves. Um, you also do things with our veterans. So I want to get into all this. So let's start with um, some of the amazing events you do, because I've attended them myself. I, we love the uh, holiday parade for Halloween. We uh, definitely That's love actually my favorite. Don't oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say anything to my downtown sounds committee. <laughs> but uh, can you tell us some of the, I mean, you have so many events. Can you tell us a little bit about some of them? Because it's really incredible what you guys do. Right. So I, four years ago, I took this position over from Francine Kohler, um, who was his uh, executive director for about 20 years. So um, many of these um, events she um, initiated. 
And then I put my own touches on to it. So we do host the Halloween Parade and Festival. It's now called the festival because I make it more of a festival um, environment. And this gives the our businesses the opportunity to showcase their stores and restaurants because the kids come in and trick and tr- trick or treat. Then they stay in the downtown area and have free cotton candy, um, bouncy houses, costume contest. Um, the last couple of years, I had a circus act going on. But all of these events are to bring people into the downtown area. Um, and then we do the holiday um, festival, which we usually have horse and carriage um, uh, photos with Santa. We have uh, activities for the kids and we give um, you know cookies and hot chocolate um, to them. The last couple of years, um, Savavia graciously uh, sponsored the, uh, I guess we would call it Santa's Little Den. <laughs> and they had, they just do an outstand, outstanding job in decorating it. Um, and American Paving the last couple of years really came through as far as sponsoring horse and carriage and, and you know, the photos and and things like that. Um, Then our biggest event (laughs) is our Downtown Sounds concerts, which are nine, it's a series of nine free concerts that happen in our downtown area and brings thousands. I mean, I think over the whole course of the summer, there's about, it's reported about 12,000 people um, all together attend these concerts and they're every Friday night. Um, what many don't understand, I mean, there's so many details in setting this up and we usually start in January. Um, we get over 50, um, bands from all over the United States that actually apply to perform in our downtown sounds concerts. So, um, I do have a great downtown sounds committee, um, that has people that are in the industry like Epi from my father's place. Fred Garino from Tiki Recording Studios. Um, and they, they're they just like, they're really, really great. <laughs> I was a little intimidating taking over four years ago, but <laughs> but I, now I'm okay <laughs> with it. Well, I'm actually looking right now at the Downtown Sounds 2019 pamphlet. Um, mm-hmm. It really is incredible. First of all, the support you get from local businesses that sponsor and do and want to be a part of it. But it's beautiful because you have the backdrop of that new beautiful square that's now downtown. And then you have all these people in their chairs, they bring their food, they bring some drinks, their whole families, and they enjoy the, these wonderful bands. Um, I know you had like Benny and the Jets, which was like an Elton John tribute band. You had Bon Journey, you had, um, Dancing Dream, which is that ABBA tribute band. Um, Yes. Yes. Big shot. I mean, you have huge, big bands come. These aren't just little local bands, like you said. These are bands that are performing all across the country, some of them internationally. So, yeah. I mean, it really is incredible to see them live downtown. And you could even eat at some of the restaurants, like you said, outside while you're listening to this beautiful music. Everyone's socializing. It's just a really fun time. Dancing all yeah. night, which is my favorite part. <laughs> and, um, yes, and, and in fact, um, I the 2019 had... Um, uh, 
Prince tribute band that came from Maine, actually. And uh, they also we also had 2019 and 2018 um, the Ride On Band. And the Ride On Band played in the last five inaugural balls. Wow. And they're from uh, the D.C. area. And we were able, because they they get like $20,000 for, for a show. But because they fitted in where they were performing in Atlantic City and then performing somewhere in Long Island in the Hamptons, um, they did, they, we made a great deal with them because this was, the, this was their stopover. So it's, you know, we always have to, uh, you know, work on um, how the bands fit for us, but also, you know, we, we want it to be interesting with, and, and we have a very, we don't have a huge budget to do so. So um, we had to really be creative of how we, well, I think the selection, just the different genres of music that you have performing alone is fantastic. And then the caliber of the bands is amazing. So when you have all that, I mean, you even had the Selena cover band. Yes. Um, you had uh, even that Led Zeppelin cover band, mm -hmm. um, Mountain, I think, right? And yeah. I mean, it was just, everyone knows Friday night in Glen Cove, you go downtown. That's that's the way it is. Right. And just there's people what seems like for a mile and a half it almost looks like and everywhere we'll say it that's what it is <laughs> but i mean it's just it's just such a wonderful time and it doesn't start too late which is great so you can bring even young kids mm -hmm. and when you're done everyone just likes to socialize and still spread out you keep the roads closed and blocked so no one has to worry about everything it's very safe yeah we, we always have a great time it's it's hard because you don't want to go anywhere on the weekend because you're like, we got the downtown sounds. We got to stay. We can't right. go. Anywhere. Um, you know, and like you said, it's completely free um, and better yet. It's free parking right at all of our parking garages here in the city. So there's really no reason not to go. There is no reason not to go. It's a it's a fun time. And I and I always think of it as like a big dance party on Friday night. And and people really we get phone calls from people not only in Long Island, but there's people that come that were originally from Glen Cove and they'll come up, they'll look at the, the calendar and come up to see certain bands from Florida and from the Carolinas. So um, it, it really has uh, turned into something incredible. I mean, it started as just j jazz in the square almost mm. five years ago and, and it developed into this uh, great event in which the bid is incredibly proud of. Um, this year, um, we did not want the music to stop in downtown. So we decided to turn it into a virtual event on, on Facebook. Um, and because of people like Fred Garino um, that has, uh, that knows a lot of tech people that were able to assist us. We were able to successfully do that. I mean, it wasn't a concert, but there was still music downtown and we still had great bands. And I think that this is something when COVID is over and when the pandemic is over that we will continue because we've learned so much and we reached people 
online um, that were in Europe. And uh, yeah, they were messaging me from Prague and from Scotland and from California and from Florida. So we'll have a much broader uh, reach. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a great idea because not only were people who were homebound for many different reasons or maybe not comfortable going out, they can now watch it live. And because your Facebook page is free, even if you weren't a Facebook you know, member, you can still view it. But the, the video um, was professionally done. The lighting was great. The sound was great. The video was great. They had they changed different camera angles. I mean, it was almost as if you were there or you were watching a real professional music video. So it was a great substitute. Well, thank you. I'm glad you were viewing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't just viewing. I was sharing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, it was. The, the band was in another studio. I was here at Tiki Recording Studio. Um, and we did. I think the band had about five cameras on on them. And uh, it was a, a lot of technical things that involved more than I, the more than I'm going to be able to explain. But we also brought big television screens in the downtown area and put them, placed them in front of the restaurants. So when people were there to eat at the restaurants, they were able to still listen to the music and, and see the performance. And it wasn't a concert, but it was still entertaining. I was very close. <laughs> it was very, very close. And that's great. You could eat outside and still have that live music playing and you could see the screen. I thought it was a great substitute. You guys did an amazing job with a very difficult situation. Yeah, thank you. Well, we're actually going to take a quick break, Patricia. So we want to thank our listeners. And we're um, when we come back, we're going to have Patricia Holman and I talk a little bit more about um, the, the downtown bid. Uh, you're listening to Glencoe Spotlight on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Welcome back to Glencove Spotlight. I'm Eric Schumann, and we're here with our very special guest, Executive Director of the Glencove Downtown Business Improvement District, Patricia Holman. Thank you again, Patricia, for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, we discussed, of course, these wonderful events that you put on. So how would businesses be able to sponsor or people be able to sponsor some of these incredible events that you have or be a part of it? Right, so they would contact the bid office um, uh, or contact me um, in, by emailing me at info at glencodowntown.org. We do have organized packets uh, about all of our sponsorships um, that include marketing that you would be included in um, depending on the, the level. Um, we welcome any organization, any business um, that you do not have to be in the bid in order to be part of this event. And obviously this is a huge team effort. So about how many employees are a part of the Glencove Downtown Business District? Well, there's me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then I have a wonderful part-time assistant, Sue Alford who has joined our team this year. And um, that would be our employees. In Isn't that amazing? Winco <laughs> downtown bid. <laughs> what I will say, um, you know, selling the sponsorships and such um, is part of my responsibility. Um, the only committee that like we really actively have is downtown sounds committee. Mm -hmm. um, 
and everybody has their own, uh, you know, personal job in which they do and that we meet, but it is, we do, we do a lot of things for the amount of uh, <laughs> people that we have in this office. <laughs> And how long ago was the uh, downtown bid established? I mean, you said you came on about four years ago, but how long was it totally established? It was established in 20, 25 years ago, in 1996, wow. yes, uh, when Tom Swazi was mayor. Um, it was established, yeah. And basically, if you are in your area that you described earlier, I believe you said parts of School Street and Glen Street, how would a business become part of the downtown bid? Businesses, if you are in the geographical area of the bid, you are automatic member, whether you like it or not. You are <laughs> part of our bid. <laughs> and um, we try our best to make sure that we have all of our con all of our businesses' contacts. I mean, obviously it's much easier to get them, you know, at street level as it is opposed to the ones that are in the building. But I think we do a pretty good job at um, keeping our our members organized and, and we send out emails and um, about our events and about what we can do for them. It's There's no fee. You're in this area, you're a member. And the benefits are incredible because like you said, because of the events that you have, all those businesses are a part of it. And yeah. so they're benefiting from all those wonderful events. And not only that, is they're always invited, you know, to market alongside. So they could say, you know, uh, downtown sounds is taking place this Friday. Make sure you come and visit or stop in and have, uh, you know, have dinner. Um, they can attach the marketing to their businesses. Um, and they're also always welcome to participate in the goodie bags or have, uh, you know, a table out during the ha Halloween festival because this is made, these events are made to um, highlight our businesses in the downtown area. One of the things I love that you did recently, um, and again, I, I believe you actually have had outdoor dining before. I think we talked about it with the downtown sounds, but because of COVID and the situation we were in, you did an amazing job of making sure all those different businesses had an opportunity to be outside closed down those streets. I think it was what, Thursday night through like Sunday? Saturday night. Saturday yes. night. And so it, it was established, I think, all summer, if I'm not mistaken. In and then went all the way through till November. Yes, yes. We started in June as soon as the, um, the I believe the second phase, was the second or third phase um, that we went into. Now, what happened was we were expecting that we were gonna go into that phase the third week of June and it was pushed up one week. So we were, I, I rushed around making sure everybody had their applications, that the SLA license were all in order. Um, and it was really a group effort between the bid um, and the city. And I am so glad that we were able to do so because when I asked the restaurants the following week, how did it go? And they were all so happy and relieved because um, it really helped their businesses a lot. It kept them afloat. 
So I hope, we are hoping that this becomes a permanent thing, that we can keep those streets closed a couple of nights a week. Um, so, because even if the restaurants did not use the middle of the street, it still created an atmosphere that didn't have any parked car, uh, cars, people could walk along. So I'm hoping that even after the pandemic, we could keep the street closed and maybe add vendors or, you know, to make it, you know, even more popular. So the 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 seed is planted and and it took root and we'll see what happens. Well, it wasn't just popular on Friday nights for downtown sounds. There were people down there almost every night those streets were closed. It was, and all the restaurants I'm sure are very thankful for kind of doing that because it really helped them during this difficult time. One of the other cool things you did was you put lights all across the street on School Street. And at night when you walk down there, it just looks amazing. It just looks great. Um, I had a visitor come in from Manhattan during our little um, Santa coming to town. And he said, it looks like a Hallmark movie down here. So that was good to hear. Um, yes, I did. I was able to get a PSEG grant um, that was supporting the restaurants to make it a, um, a you know, a, a better dining experience. So the good news about that is they did go across School Street, but this spring, we will see them across Glen Street. That is great. <laughs> it really adds so much. Just that lighting, just it changes the entire atmosphere of the downtown. It looks beautiful. Thank you. At night. And, you know, you also want to walk down there because it is so nice. Yes, you know? like something's happening. <laughs> exactly. As you pass it, you're like, what's going on? I got to check this out. It's really, it's a really good idea. It really but looks I nice. Wanna, I want to mention, too, is that... Um, Depart, you know, while I, while the bid initiates a lot of this, the Department of Public Works and Beautification works hand in hand. And we kept hearing, we're not going to be um, able to do it across the street. And finally, Vinny Martinez, and you know Vinny, and mm -hmm. I'm sure, and Mario Caldron, they said, no, we can do it. We can do it. And they did it. So I am just so grateful because we were going to have to do a parallel to the businesses and it wouldn't have been the same atmosphere. And you also put up decorations for the holidays on all the street posts, correct? Yes, we do. The, the bid is responsible for the holiday decorations. Also, the Halloween. The scarecrows, right? Scarecrows, um, the flowers, baskets, banners, all of that is um, supplied by the bid. And of course, beautification and DPW assist us with, um, you know, putting them up because, you know, I don't have a ladder. <laughs> it just makes the whole downtown look so nice when the decorations are up and it changes every season. It looks great with the flags, everything. You, you guys do a very good job with that. It makes it makes it just that extra special, you know, feeling when you're down there. Thank you, thank you. I wanted to talk to you about the We Honor Our Veteran, Veterans program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So, um, Tony Jimenez came to me uh, shortly after I took this position. 
um, as the executive director and said that he wanted to do something for the veterans. And um, I was more than happy to try to figure out a program that we can honor our veterans. Um, my All my uncles and many of my cousins um, are and were veterans. So um, we came up with offering discounts to the veterans, but we didn't want our veterans to have to actually ask, is there a veteran discount? We wanted to take that conversation out. So what we did was with the help of actually Glenco Printery, Alex Pappas, we designed, uh, and, and Tony Jimenez, we designed a logo and uh, all the participants in our businesses have the sticker in front of their store. And so each store may have a different veteran discount, but if a veteran or active military walks in, they know there is something that, um, some sort of discount that uh, they can be had at those businesses. We also have a page on our website at glencovedowntown.org that lists all the businesses that participate in this. And um, every Veterans Day, I also put it on our social media. So they're aware of it. And it's important uh, for people to actually go to your site because not only do you have your list of events and news and everything down there, but your entire the entire business directory is down there on the website. Right. So everyone can check it there. Um, of course, if you're a business, um, it, you know, part of your uh, bid, you also have all of the information for the coronavirus and COVID-19 updates and everything like that, which is very important, I think, for the businesses and people who are going to be attending those businesses. See, and as we talked about earlier, you also have employment opportunities for people to check out for those businesses that you represent. Right. So the website's very important. <laughs> our website is important, but um, also our social media is important because I, I feel like um, that gets done immediately. <laughs> you know, immediately I update that. Um, but yes, yes, it is. Um, so we talked a lot about the bid. Let's talk a little bit about the city of Glen Cove. What is it about Glen Cove that you like so much? Okay, so like I said, I only planned on staying a year. Okay. I don't know if I could be more involved. <laughs> so, you know, what I um, find Glen Cove to be as far as a community is like a family. Yes, yeah. this family fights and then we make up. But bottom line, the community supports the community. So, um, and, and it was very transparent over COVID because I cannot tell you how proud I am of our downtown businesses, switching the way they do business overnight and for our Glen Cove community, our residents supporting our businesses. But personally, <laughs> um, you know, we have so much waterfront. I mean, you can go find somewhere and be alone on the water uh, by yourself for the whole day, if you wanted to. <laughs> um, I enjoy, there's a lot of uh, hiking trails. Um, this year, uh, I think because of the pandemic, I spent more time on the sound. So I um, mastered paddle boarding. 
That's so, great, isn't it? It's tough though. Yeah, it's it's a lot tougher on the sound than it is on the lake. Oh but, yeah. But <laughs> um, and there's just so many things to do as far as the community, and I think that one of um, you know, Glen Cove more so than most communities on Long Island, we offer so many free events to our residents. You know, it goes past to downtown sounds on Friday. Then you have um, Morgan Park on Sunday night. Um, you have, um, you have uh, activities that the police uh, do in August, usually without COVID. The Youth Bureau does things. And there's constant, constant things um, to that that businesses and organizations give back to their community. So um, it is. I, I think the community embraces everyone, whether whether they want to or not, and <laughs> be embraced. But um, I think that that's what draw that drew me here, kept me here, and has me even more involved. Um, in our downtown so um and and when we can go and have events the way we were able to in the past um you know this 2020 started off in a year that at my annual meeting i initiated and had permits for additional events so there's all there's just going to be more and more once we're able to um do things like we want you. <laughs> it is it is quite amazing. Like you said, the people, the location. I think it's also great that you work with all these other organizations. So, you know, you talked about the beautification program and you did that, I think, with the Youth Bureau, if I'm not mistaken, partially also. And then working with the veterans and then working with the city and different groups in the city. It really is nice to have everyone working together to make Glen Cove what it is. And uh, the fact that you offer so much, as you said, and the city offers so much in general is, is really, really nice, especially for a resident to, to be able to take advantage of all these wonderful events. Right, definitely. I mean, this year, one of the events that I also enjoy is the um, Senior Day. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and everybody also volunteer. I volunteer and helping that. But that is such a great event. Um, you know, and celebrating all, you know, our seniors over a hundred and over. And I've really enjoyed that um, and participating in that as well. Yeah. It's speaking of getting bigger and bigger every year, we try to push it and make it bigger and bigger and more and more exciting. And again, it's available for everybody. So it's not just for our seniors and celebrating them. It's, it's really just celebrating, you know, all of our parents, grandparents kind of thing. And uh, it's really an intergenerational event, which is really nice. You know, uh, the families can come down and enjoy it, just like all the the, the events down there. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, I think one of the, the greatest things is there's always something. You're, you're not just doing something the downtown bid just during the summer, just during the winter. It's events throughout every season. There's always something to look forward to. Um, as you said, you always make a point of putting everything on social media and your website so it's easy to see. And we're going to talk about that as soon as we get back. So, again, we want to thank you for listening. Join us in just a minute. 
as we continue with our guest, Patricia Holman, you're listening to the Glen Cove Spotlight on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Welcome back to Glen Cove Spotlight. I'm Eric Schumann, and we're here with our wonderful guest, Executive Director of the Glen, Co- Glen Cove Downtown Business Improvement District, Patricia Holman. Thank you again, Patricia. Welcome back. Um, I just want to talk about social media. This was a way to get out to residents through your website and through uh, you know Facebook and through, I guess, Instagram and other things. But you also, of course, had to get in touch with all the businesses. How were you able to talk to them, speak to them through this entire unfortunate circumstance? Well, it was obvious when, when things were starting to be ordered to close down. I wanted to make sure that I had businesses' personal cell phone information, their personal email addresses. So I went to the businesses. I reached out through email, um, but I also went to all the personal storefront businesses to get their personal information. And that is how I kept in communication with them. Um, I also made sure that our businesses knew the bid that were we were here for them um, because there was not much we could do at the beginning other than be there for them through moral support. So, um, you know, I'm sure everyone saw and can imagine that they were actually watching their businesses, their dreams disappear, be- what they thought was disappearing um, right before their eyes. So um, I did make sure that I called them and I would go all wrapped up into their stores to make sure that they were okay. I'm sure they appreciated that. They did, they did. Everyone was very appreciative of all the things that we were able to, to do for them. Were, were, were they able to get assistance from government and other agencies? Well, it was very clear to me um, that the majority of our businesses were being left out of the SBA loans. Uh, They were getting a runaround through many of their banks. Uh, They couldn't get past the application. And um, because, you know, small businesses were considered 500 people and less. So by that, we have itsy bitsy tiny businesses in our downtown area. Um, Fortunately, uh, Matt Narkowitz from American Community Bank got in touch with me, or we got in touch with each other. (laughs) And he said, we're ready to receive these applications and we can help the downtown businesses. And within a couple of days, Matt had helped 22 of our businesses bringing in a million dollars of SBA loans and funding into our downtown area. So um, it, 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 it was, it was such a big relief and I was so glad that I was able to find this contact to our businesses. And and I have to tell you, I know it was mostly all, it was Matt's work, but it did make me look like a little bit of a hero (laughs) when I was walking around. So would you say this was probably in the last four years that you've been part of this uh, bid? Was this the hardest thing you had ever had to overcome? This whole situation changed everything. Yes, it definitely did. Businesses had to change how they did businesses overnight, how restaurants, 
had to go to uh, third-party delivery services that never had delivery services. They did it, I felt, very well. But I also felt like I needed to come up with the ways that they can continue doing businesses. And just like they had to change what they did, we the bid had to change you know, our priorities and our priorities were no longer special events. Our priorities were, was getting funding um, for the, our businesses. So that came first. Then it was, okay, how can we market this? How can we let people know that um, the restaurants are open and, and which came up with the street closures? How do we change downtown sounds Let's not discontinue it. Let's not make this an excuse. Let's just go with the times and, and start doing things online. Um, the same thing happened. I was so happy. I, you know, when you say how my holidays, I think that my holidays kicked off um, and, and set the mood when I was able, when the when city council and the mayor okayed um, Santa coming to town and I was able to do it safely for our community and having the tree lighting. It was so nice to see familiar faces. And um, so it's, it's all about not letting the pandemic kick us, but, but turning and changing how we approach things like and everybody. You, yeah. You had to make some serious adjustments. Um, you, you did it very well. Everybody did. And it was also something that I think everyone needed, especially as you said, during the holidays, you know, just to be able to get out, just to be able to have some type of normalcy, um, to see, like you said, familiar faces, you know, it, I saw for the first time in a while, like my kids beaming ear to ear, just being <laughs> excited to be down there outside among other people safely, of course, but it really did brighten up their holiday season. It brightened up everyone's holiday season. And I think it was very, very important. I'm really, really happy you guys were able to do that. Yeah, so so, so was I. But I have to also say, Tony Tripp, incredible. He made that, that COVID-safe plexiglass frame that was so beautiful. And, you know, his birthday's on Christmas. Oh, really? Christmas. Yes. So in my contact, he's Santa. <laughs> <laughs> And he made such a great Santa Claus and, and, and prepared all year for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's nice that we have businesses downtown and people like yourself that are working with them to make sure that the residents are enjoying themselves, having a good time and, you know, feel like they want to be part of it. They want to be down there. They want to be enjoying our city and our downtown. So it's just nice that we have those opportunities. Yeah. So speaking of all these wonderful events, you got to let me know now, what are some upcoming events? I know there's probably some adjustments still to be made. And you're not 100% sure on certain things, but what are some upcoming events that you're, you're excited to talk to us about? Well, first, next month, we're going to have our annual meeting, which highlights everything that the bid does. And that will be via Zoom. Usually we have a little bit of party last year. We had it at Noble Savage. Um, yeah. And that will be announced in the next week or so. But I am, we're gonna still carry on as though we are gonna do downtown, downtown sounds. Maybe we'll be able to do a half a series or a couple work, uh, weeks of the series. Um, 
I initiated in 2020 to do fitness in Village Square. And we were able to do it in the fall, social distant. Um, and it, it was a great success. We were Saturday morning, yoga, kickboxing, MX4 from Glencoe Fitness. Um, even there was a jujitsu demonstration out there. So we are looking forward to um, having that starting this spring again. Right in the new square down there, right? Right, right. And we were able to do social distancing. So that was great. Um, now, initially last year, I wanted for the first time to do New Year's Eve in Village Square. Oh. And we were, it was going to be extension of downtown Sounds. And we were going to have, um, it would start earlier and in earlier, but we were going to have some sort of, you know, we didn't figure it out, but some sort of lights, you know, um, and we were going to have a band. So I hope by time next year, uh, by time it's ready 2021 to going into 2022, we could do that. So those were um, some of the things that I was introducing um, for next year. And the, really um, the Village Square is such an incredible backdrop to so many events. Um, every time I'm in that space, I'm thinking of something else we can do. Um, there. So I am certain that there's so, so much more to come. That That's really good news, uh, you know, because not only do you have so many incredible events to just add to it is just icing on the cake. That's awesome. As the deputy mayor said to me, you really don't want to have a life, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but you're giving all the residents a wonderful life. So that that's the, the trade-off. But I, enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Well, so what's the best thing you'd say about your job? What's the best thing? The um, reward in, in everyone's faces enjoying it? Or do you just like dancing at Downtown Sounds? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like dancing in Downtown Sounds, um, but it is great to see everybody enjoying it. Um, I don't know if there is the best part because there's so many, you know, we do marketing for our downtown. I love um, doing that. We launched in December a commercial that aired on Channel 12 News and Fios One. Um, we offer them cooperative advertisements, and, the, and that's fun putting that together. Um, we're going to do another one at the end of uh, January. And so I definitely enjoy that part. I mean, it is what I studied in school. Um, I enjoy the capital improvements, I mean, to put the lights up and to have some sort of response, you know, to take part in the responsibility of, of being able to have that done um, certainly makes me feel very good. Um, and, and the special events. So I, I really enjoy all aspects of what we do at the bid. And it shows because not only are the events so well run, but I could see you always at all of them having a great time along with everybody else. So it's it's really good that you're you're such a big part of it. Um, what I really actually wanted to talk about, I was really happy to see that there were several businesses that opened up even during this pandemic. Do you wanna talk about how it's different opening up during a pandemic and, and what maybe some of these new businesses are? So where many of downtowns have seen closures, um, we haven't seen that in our downtown, but what we have seen is five new businesses. Wow. Um, one of them, Simplicity Cafe, 
And they opened up the week that the restaurants were, were ordered to only offer delivery and takeout. And they're still here. They're doing a great job. We also uh, welcomed Blue Clarinet. We welcomed uh, Cricket um, Phones. Um, we welcomed um, Tokyo Sushi and Steak. Um, I think there's also a jujitsu place, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes. Christian and Ron are wonderful. Yes, we welcome um, Soka Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu of Glen Cove. Um, I'm, oh, Chef Morris. Chef Morris. And they really kicked it out of the park because they utilized the street closures. They were open until 10 o'clock at night on, on uh, Friday nights. And um, wonderful, wonderful for our downtown Glen Cove. And this month, we're supposed to welcome a... Um, Rainbow Cafe, which is going to be Indian cuisine. I know it's been in the making, the making for the last year. I spoke with the owner, and he's uh, he's expected to open this month. So, um, people are investing in our downtown. Um, it's it's definitely a much a, a bigger challenge for them to to have taken this to do this investment during this time, um, but they're doing it in stride, just like all of our businesses downtown. They wanna be here, they wanna stay here, and they're committed uh, to staying open. Yeah, I, I was so happy to hear that businesses opened up during this time. I had no idea there were five, that's incredible. I mean, that is really nice to hear, and hopefully all of our residents will continue to support them. Um, one of the, obviously we talked about all the events that you, you have done and are planning to do. One of the things I thought was very unique during the, again, I'm going to have to go back to Halloween because my family, we always dress up as a theme. We take it very seriously. We're almost in the paper every day. serious too. Just it's so you know, just so you know, <laughs> I used to go to Salem in Massachusetts and oh. I'm a winner twice. Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the cool things that you actually uh, did for this Halloween parade is all of the businesses were open to give candy to kids. Now, obviously, unfortunately, we couldn't do that during the pandemic, but it, it's such a clever idea and it's such a simple one because every parent, every kid was going in and out of every business. So whether you're a furniture store, a barber, a restaurant, you were going in, you were meeting employees, you were seeing the inside of the location, you got to see what they offered. And because of that Halloween, I can tell you that I personally went down and went to certain restaurants, went to certain shops because I knew what was going on in them because I went to every single one of them during Halloween. So I thought that was just very clever, just a very smart idea and how they offer the candy and everything. It was it was really, really nice. We, we again, we can't say enough wonderful things that's about was, the downtown bid. That's when I was Maleficent, right? Yes. Huge <laughs> costume with the big wings under your arms, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then didn't you have someone on stilts even, like walking through? Yeah, we, we um, had a, the circus act. She rode her little miniature bike um, and she had the stilts. Uh, we uh, had cotton candy. We had the bouncy houses. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, I changed it. You know, uh, when I came, I, I didn't change anything for the first year, but then I said, okay, so now how do I put my footprint on it? So 
you know, I, I changed it. And yes, those it is it is actually designed to do that for us to go for for you parents to go in and out of our businesses so you will come back and you know go to the furniture store, go to a restaurant that you uh weren't normally you know, would yeah, I remember I think the following weekend we went to a restaurant, ate a meal, then went to a furniture store and bought a couch, all because <laughs> The week before it was Halloween, we were going around. So it definitely works. You got us. I'm sure you'll get others, but it's I'm really glad. nice also to support our local businesses. Can you talk about how important it is to, to support our local businesses? Well, I mean, we want our downtown to flourish as a community. It makes our real estate uh, values go up. And so we want we want a wonderful downtown. And the way we do that is to support our businesses because that will bring other businesses to our downtown also. So we have to support our movies. We have to support our restaurants if we want to continue seeing, um, you know, our downtown flourishing um, and certainly during the pandemic because we survived the first the first round. Um, I don't know what, nobody knows what the future, what the winter, the rest of the winter is going to bring, but we certainly want, when spring comes and summer comes, we want all these businesses and maybe more to be here. Uh, that sounds good to me. If you are interested in any of the uh, downtown bid information, please check out their website at glencovedowntown.org. You can also email them at info at glencovedowntown.org. Find them on social media, like them, look at all the wonderful pictures that Patricia puts up and all the hard work that she does for the downtown bid. Uh, again, I want to thank you so much, Patricia, for being our guest today. Uh, it was very informative and you do an amazing job. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric, again for having me. It was fun. It was fun. I'm glad to hear it. I do want to remind everybody who's listening that we have a wonderful live stream Valentine's Day music performance on the Glencoe Senior Center Facebook page at 3.30 on Wednesday, February 10th. And there's going to be a wonderful lecture all about butterflies and moths on February 25th at 3.30, again, live on our Facebook page. That's the Glencove Senior Center Facebook page. And Monday night, we will have bingo in February on Monday night, uh, February 8th, and Monday night, February 22nd. It's absolutely free, thanks to our sponsors, and the more people that play, the more people you're helping, or the more local seniors you're helping. So I want to thank you all again for listening. Thank you um, to our guest again, Patricia Holman, the Executive Director of the Glencove Downtown Business Improvement District. You've been listening to Glencove Spotlight on 88.1 FM and WCWP, and hopefully we will have Carolyn next time. I think I did a pretty good job without her, but we certainly miss her. Have a wonderful weekend, and take care. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit wcwp.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.